Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to A Voice in the Wilderness podcast. I am your speaker, Jacob, and I am coming uh, with another Bible promise today. I pray that this week has been a blessing to you, and I pray that this uh, statement from the Holy Scriptures is a blessing to you as well. Uh, today's statement is going to continue our thought of the fact that the Lord is in the business of taking our sins away from us, not in the business of holding them over our heads uh, so that we have to fear if we are um, condemned by them. Uh, today's statement comes from Psalms, the 103rd Psalm, and verse 12. Verse 12 says, As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. This is a wonderful Bible promise because it is easy to uh, think about the, the times that we have fallen short, the times that we have slipped and given into a temptation. It's easy to get hung up on that. And to allow those uh, those times in our lives to loom up in our heads and think that maybe we aren't right with God. Now, if if you have done that, if if we've slipped, if you or I have slipped, and we have not confessed and repented of the thing, then yes, it stands against our record. But if we've brought the thing to uh, to Jesus, if we have asked God for forgiveness and asked for the power of the Holy Spirit to help us to overcome it, then we can be certain that he will remove that transgression, that sin, that iniquity. He will remove it from us as far as the east is from the west. The Bible also says that he will cast it into the depths of the sea and that he uh, puts it behind his back. Uh, continuing with this thought, I want to turn to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah, the 43rd chapter. Isaiah 43 and verse 25 says, I, even I, Am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake, and will not remember thy sins. The Lord is in the business of taking away your sin and my sin if we will just give it to him, if we will confess it, wholeheartedly confess it, and sincerely repent of the thing. He is in the business of blotting it out and removing it and not holding it against our record. He does this for his own sake because it shows all of creation, all of humanity, the heavenly host, the the grace and love of God that he would take sinful humans still into his embrace. Uh, commenting on this thought, um, in a book called Great Controversy, page 483, it says, All who have truly repented of sin and by faith claimed 
the blood of Christ as their atoning sacrifice, have had pardon entered against their names in the books of heaven. As they have become partakers of the righteousness of Christ and their characters are found to be in harmony with the law of God, their sins will be blotted out and they themselves will be accounted worthy of eternal life. Someone should say amen to that. If you're alone in your car, if you're alone in your home, wherever you are listening to that, hearing that statement should uh, thrill your heart to a hearty amen in the Lord. Our next thought, I want to point us backwards to 2 Samuel. Second uh, Samuel chapter 12. Second Samuel chapter 12 and verse 13. Now to, for a little bit of background, uh, at this point, David has had Uriah killed in battle because he had an illicit relationship. He committed adultery with Uriah's uh, wife Bathsheba and they conceived a child together. So here the prophet Nathan is coming to David and he tells him a a parable about um, a rich man and a poor man. And the rich man had a traveler come and the rich man took of the poor man's lamb and made it for the traveler. And it says that David was very angry angry with this and that he said that uh, the rich man was deserving of death. And Nathan says to him that uh, you are the one that has taken something from your brother, namely uh, Bathsheba. And when this is brought to David's mind, he uh, utters a statement in verse 13. He says, And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, The Lord also hath put away thy sin, thou shalt not die. This is the same promise that is uttered to us all throughout Scripture, that if we will come to him in true repentance... When the sin is brought to our minds and the Holy Spirit is speaking to us and we can sense it, we can feel that conviction, and we wholeheartedly uh, ask forgiveness and repent of the thing, that he says that the Lord will put away our sin and we will not die. Now I want to make this statement, this, this kind of goes without saying, but I want to say it anyway, that David did end up dying, but... David will live again in heaven. I find it very, very encouraging that um, David is referred to as a man after God's own heart, even after David committed that sin. And it is the Lord is able to say that of David because of his humble and repentant character. In Psalms, I'm not going to go there and read it, but you can go there and read it later if you want. Psalm 51 is actually a psalm written specifically about this event, and it speaks of uh, David's uh, brokenheartedness over this sin. Um, two more, or one more passage, but as we circle back to our promise here, Hebrews 9. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse is 
24 through 26 say, For Christ has not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us. Now that in itself should be caused to say amen, to be rejoiceful, because he is there interceding for us. It goes on to say in verse 25, Nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest entereth into the holy place every year with blood of others. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. The Bible promises us, the Lord promises us, that he will put away sin, that he will uh, cast it as far from the east, as far as the east is from the west. He will throw it into the depths of the sea. He will put it behind his back. And this is the reason that the Lord came, uh, that Jesus came into the world the first time, was to make this uh, a reality. As we circle back to Psalms 103, 12, I'll read it again. It says, As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Commenting on this in Mount of Blessings, page 114, the Christian author says this, God's forgiveness is not, a, is not merely a judicial act by which he sets us free from condemnation. It is not only forgiveness for sin, but reclaiming from sin. It is the outflow of redeeming love that transforms the heart. As we come to the Lord and we experience his forgiveness, it is not just merely a please forgive me and then go sin again. Please forgive me and then go sin again. The Lord does not want this type of relationship. He wants to give you a heart of flesh. He wants to not only give you pardon, but also give you power. It says that um, he wants to set, he, he does not merely wish to set us free from condemnation, um, but he wants to reclaim us from sin. He wants our characters to be transformed by the indwelling of his Holy Spirit and by a continuous, uh, a daily growing relationship with him. Friends, I hope this Bible passage has been a blessing to you as it is to me to know that my sins that I've committed in the past, that they, the ones, the, <clears throat> as I have confessed them, as I have repented from them, he will blot them out and he will give me power over those sins so that I do not have to continue to fall back into the same round of sinning and asking forgiveness. I pray that this will be real for you as well today, through this week, and through the rest of your life. Allow me to close with a small word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day of life. We thank you for life at all. You are the giver of life. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful Bible promise that you are seeking to cast away our sins, but not only to uh, merely uh, get us into heaven, but you want us to fit into heaven. You want us to not merely be forgiven of the sin, 
but to also be uh, empowered over sin in general. Heavenly Father, I pray that as we go through the rest of this week, that this will be real to us, that we will experience this in our lives, that whatever sin, whatever temptation is plaguing us, that we will give it to you, that we will ask for your strength when that temptation comes. Heavenly Father, I pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.